Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you all had a great holiday. I enjoyed my time off. I uh, spent a lot of time with family, spending a lot of time just kicking around the house, uh, you know, time with the dogs. I redid some things in, in the studio, which is always kind of fun for me. It's a hobby. I played a little bit of music. And uh, other than that, not much, man. No, no kids home this Christmas holiday. No big thing going on. All our kids are grown. So we just kind of, we went down to the casino. We had a nice dinner for uh, Christmas. And, you know, that way, hey, we didn't have to buy any groceries, didn't have to do any dishes. We don't gamble, but they have some nice restaurants down there at the casino and near where I live. And so we go there once in a while. It's good times, man. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And um, New Year's Eve, great. I think I was asleep by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I was down down in the, the studio with the dogs and uh, a lot of fireworks going off around where I live on New Year's Eve because we're... Uh, within a reservation so it's legal and the dog we have one dog doesn't care about fireworks you know could care less we have another dog uh chloe the black and tan german shepherd she is she's a little bit more she gets a little more anxious she gets a little more nervous and so what's nice is bring her down to the studio it's in the basement it's surrounded by dirt and it's very soundproof so she just slept like a log through it all, and I hung down here, did a little work, kicked back in my chair, had a little whiskey, maybe smoked a little bit of something, and just just relaxed and, and did my thing, and I was asleep probably by 10 or 11 o'clock. It was glorious. It was very good. Yesterday, my dogs, my Huskies. Man, I'm from Washington State. I have been a Washington Husky fan, and I don't normally talk sports on this show, but I am going to talk sports today because that game, that Sugar Bowl, oh my God, actually both the games, both the champion uh, semifinal round in college football, and you've got to love college football. It is so much better than professional football. It's a completely different atmosphere. It's so much funner. There's a lot more um, just just energy in it, in, in less pretentiousness, pretentious, pretentiousness. Let me see if I can spit that word out. There we go. And uh, anyway, the Michigan game was great, and the Huskies, they just... They they went out there and Penix, the quarterback for the Huskies, if nobody knew who he was, if you're out there around the country and you didn't know who he was, now you do. Now you do. And he went out there and put on a masterpiece of a game, a game that I think he came in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he was voted number two in the Heisman Trophy race when there is no question he's the best player in the country. He is the best college football player in the country. But as usual, no respect up here in the Northwest. And he, uh, he he went into that game, I think, with something to prove. He was on a mission. He had a chip on his shoulder. And he went out there and he proved exactly what he needed to prove. He, had, he was 29 for 38, 430 yards passing. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a joke. I mean, 430 yards passing, two TDs, zero interceptions. Man, I don't even know if you were in the pros. They don't have QB ratings in in, in college because the metrics are completely different. But imagine, it had to have been close to perfect. How could it not be perfect? He played a perfect game, okay? We had one muff punt for a penalty that cost us. They did a, They decided to go for it early on in the game on a fourth down when they could have taken a field goal for three points. Turns out at the end of the game, that made a big difference because, man, those Longhorns, they came back. They came charging down the field. They took a few shots at the end zone at the very end of the game from the 15-yard line. The last play of the game was a tip pass in the end zone. I mean, it could have, you know, they could have pulled it out and won by a point. It would have been heartbreaking, heartbreaking. But but they didn't. And the Huskies, the Washington State, or or Washington Huskies go on to – Go on to the national championship game where they will face Michigan. Super cool because that is a classic matchup. Anyone who's who's followed the Pac-10 football thing and then 12 and know that back in the 80s and 90s, that Michigan-Washington matchup, oftentimes in the Rose Bowl, was a huge game, a huge deal. Anyway, now that I've chased off half the people that have come uh, tuned in for my uh, first show of 2024, 
now that I've chased half you guys off, now we're going to get into the politics and, and current events. But I did need to talk sports because, man, I love my Huskies. They're going to wish them the best of luck next week. It's going to be a monster of a game. Washington against Michigan. And Harbaugh has always been tough, man, as a coach. It's uh, it's going to be something else. It's going to be quite a game. I, I look forward to watching it. And it, regardless of what the outcome is, uh, obviously I'll be disappointed if the Huskies don't win. But even if they don't, man, who could have thought? And everybody was was dissing the, the college ranking system. Oh, you know, these college ranking systems, you know, this and that. And, of course, Florida wanted to be in the top four to, so they could be in the national championship playoffs. And they got destroyed. They got absolutely humiliated in their bowl game. And um, and, and who, who's in the national championship game? The number one and the number two ranked teams. So sometimes the rankers do get it right. Sometimes they do get it right. All right. So let's let's go on. I'm going to touch this on this real quick. Green Bay uh Green Green Bay. I was on football so my mind is on football, not Green Bay. Green Day, you know that uh th- those those that band who likes to think they're punk rockers, they call themselves th- these people are nothing but punk. Punk is anti-establishment. Punk is is anti-government. Green Day is a kiss-ass a government machine. They always have been. They have never raged against the machine. They have always been part of the machine. Their singer is a complete dimwit. I don't really care, but I'm going to throw this out there because it was current event over the weekend. People did talk about it. Green Day replaced the lyrics in, in their American Idiot song. Uh, to say, I'm not a part of the MAGA agenda. Woohoo. Okay, so what? You know, who really cares what a 50-year-old guy wearing eyeliner has to say? I certainly don't. And, but the, in fact, the, the leftists, the liberals, they seem to scream more about it than, than, uh, than anybody. That they were the ones that were saying, oh, all the, all the MAGA people are freaking out. I, I don't know anybody who's freaking out. I could give a shit about that band. I listen to their music once in a while because it's 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 snappy, it's catchy, but their lyrics have always been, always been, very woke and very much in favor of the machine. They're uh, they're leftists. I mean, they're like Pearl Jam. I mean, they're I love Pearl Jam music. I listen to them, and but that doesn't mean I agree with their politics. But these there's certain bands that are you know you need to expect they're going to have a political platform. Because just read their lyrics. Just listen to them talk. But you can separate the music, I think, from the politics. I can, as a musician. And uh, and I hope that most people can as well. You know, Vivek Ramaswamy, I tell you what. He has decided that he is not going to participate in the farce of a debate, CNN, on January 10th in Iowa. And so Trump's not participating. Vivek's not going to participate. So basically, it's just going to be an establishment debacle on a far left network between Haley and DeSanctis. That's pretty that's pretty sad. And uh, you think about the fact that they're going to they're going to parade out. You know what? If DeSantis, if his campaign was smart, but they've proven very consistently throughout his campaign that they are not. But if they were, if they were. They would pull out of this debate on January 10th, put on by CNN, and they would also do a town hall because that's what Vivek Ramaswamy is going to do. He's going to be with Tim Pool and doing a town hall. You've got Trump is going to be, this is also in Des Moines, Iowa. Trump is going to be doing a town hall in Des Moines, Iowa with Fox News and uh, and Brent Baer. And, and so it's it's good that they're doing that. People are going to get far more information. But I tell you what, they thought the ratings were bad for the last debate. <laughs> they ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till they see what they are for this debate. Without Vivek in there, there's no reason to watch it. I mean, you're just going to hear Ron and, and Haley. I mean, if you if you want a neocon or if you want an establishment politician or someone who's going to cave to the machine like DeSantis will, then you go at someone who's sold out to big money and big interests like DeSantis did, then you go ahead and you watch that debate. I'll be watching Vivek Ramaswamy and Donald Trump at their town halls. Vivek had this to say, uh, forget CNN's fake Iowa debate on January 10th. It will be the most boring in modern history. I agree. We're doing a live audience show that night in Des Moines with at Tim Cass, which is Tim Pool. Instead, won't hold back. 
here's the backstory. And if you want to know the, and then he, he continued, this is why would any, first of all, this is why Vivek won't go on CNN and why would he? But the real question is why would, why would the Republican candidates for president go on CNN to have a debate when they're just going to try to crush them on it? Of course, Chris Christie, you know, Krispy Kreme, he might get up there and bash if he qualified for the debate. He can go up there and bash Trump. That's his job. Yeah. But Vivek went on to say this. On December 13th, CNN disgracefully cut short its own Iowa town hall with me after I correctly pointed out uncomfortable truths about January 6th, which CNN instantly dismissed as conspiracy theories. On December 14th, CNN then threatened my campaign on the phone with a cease and desist and had YouTube black out the town hall after it got 200,000 views on YouTube in a matter of hours. Yet Nikki Haley's CNN town hall is still up after six months. It only has 68,000 in total views. Sad. Later on December 14th, December, uh, CNN notified my campaign, this is Vivek, his campaign, that in multiple qualifying polls, which the RNC used for each of the RNC debates, mysteriously wouldn't count for CNN's fake debate in Iowa on January 10th. CNN senior media reporter Oliver Darcy wrote a newsletter that castigated his own network for allowing me to infect the public with his conspiracy campaign. CNN commentator Van Jones said he was literally shaking when he heard me speak, and my rhetoric is one step away from Nazi propaganda. CNN anchor Anderson Cooper said, I delivered a Solicle of conspiracy theories, CNN anchor Pamela Brown said, chief investigative correspondent, that Vivek has a history of peddling disinformation. CNN anchor Caitlin Collins said, I used reasonable tone to sell sinister lies to people. God, how do they make this? Are they using AI to write this shit? How do they, how do they make this? This is ridiculous stuff. Um, who aren't paying close attention and might think that he was saying maybe is legitimate. CNN's token conservative commentator, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, said my rhetoric is damaging to the country. Why in the hell would he even think about participating in anything involving CNN? He's going to get far more information out there in a town hall setting where he can do a Q&A with an audience and address things. He's going to have more time to talk. He's going to get more information out. And I think more people will tune in to see Vivek or Donald Trump than the CNN debate on January 10th. And I would encourage you to check out both the Vivek and the Trump town halls. You can watch both of them, or you can watch one first and then you know watch the other streaming afterwards. They're going to be out there everywhere, and I'm looking really forward to covering those. Maybe I'll go live with, with Vivek's uh, town hall just for fun. I might I might try, try that. I'll go live with it and kind of comment on it as it goes through. But um, that'd be something I'd never done before, and I like doing new stuff. You know, the only thing when I when I see the establishment, the political establishment and the legacy media, when I see them bashing Vivek and Trump and discrediting Vivek and Trump, calling them radicals, calling them extreme, calling them conspiracy theorists, while at the same time propping up Haley and DeSantis, that's all I need to know. Seriously, if you people, it, there are people out there that are still saying that Vivek is a plant and Vivek is a snake oil and Vivek is Soros and blah, 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 fucking blah. You people just aren't critically thinking this through. Use both your brain cells, dig into it and see what's happening. And, you know, the fact that Donald Trump, Donald Trump speaks highly of Vivek. He likes Vivek. And the fact that the legacy political establishment and media is attacking Vivek while Supporting neocon Haley and big money DeSantis should really tell you all you need to know about whether Vivek is legit or not. He is legit. And I'll say it again. I'm for making America invincible. M-A-I. Donald Trump in 24 Vivek in 28 and 32. If we have 12 years of these people, we will change a generation of this country. We will eliminate wokeism from this landscape of our culture for decades. 
Why do you think they want to put Trump in jail so much? You know, it's pathetic, really. Someone said, you know, God, Dan, why do you think they're even having these debates? That's a good question. Why do you think these people are even still in the race when Trump is ahead by 50 points, 40, 50 points? Because they are banking. And when I say they, I mean the political establishment, I mean the media, and I mean the other GOP opponents such as Haley and DeSantis. They are banking on Trump being put in prison. They are banking on a conviction so that they can slip in and be a part of the slimy machine that they so desperately want to be a part of. You see, I like Trump. You know why? And you know why he was elected in 2016 and I believe 2020? Because he's an outsider. He he's not he's not gonna cave to the special interest. He's not he's not a political slime swamp monster. And they think differently. He thinks like a business person. He thinks he's a forward thinker who will try new ideas and try new things. He won't always be right, but most of the time he will because his gut has served him well throughout his entire life. But Vake Ramaswamy is exactly the same. He is an outsider, a business person, an entrepreneur who has proved himself in the business world, who has been extremely successful. And, oh, excuse me. I hate it when I do that. I forgot to turn off my air purifier. So if there was a little hum there in the background, that's what it was. But uh, Vivek is exactly the same. That's why I'm so, that's why I like, that's why I'm on his train. That's why I like him. I plan on voting for Trump. But Vivek, man, I'm telling you, he's the future of the America First Movement. The America First Movement, I've said it before, is bigger than a person. It's bigger than Donald Trump. Yes, he was a catalyst for it. Yes, he started it. Yes, he got people motivated and built up the MAGA empire. The MAGA army, if you will. But uh, but the America First movement is bigger than one person. It's bigger than Donald Trump. And it has to be. Because if not, what happens after Trump? What's next? Nothing? What's your plan? You know, you, you only Trumpers out there who, oh, MAGA 2024, Trump only, screw Vivek. You're simply not seeing the big picture or you're not you're not considering it. You're not thinking about it. And I would encourage you to do so. I would encourage you to consider the bigger picture of what's going on. And because uh, there has to be something. Here's Vivek. And, and you know, I, I, I'm going to get off of him here in a minute. But I'm going to show one clip. He is out there doing seven eight, nine events a day in Iowa. He wants it. I mean, he is out there talking to people. He's doing town halls. He's doing Q and A's. He's in diners. He's in churches. He's in concerts. He's in fairs. He's, he's everywhere. He's doing 40, 50 events a week. What he's doing out there is, uh, is impressive. And you know, do I, do I think he's going to get the nomination? No. No, obviously, Donald Trump is going to become the nominee. This is obviously, it's a given, okay? But Vivek Ramaswamy, hmm, pay attention to this man. Don't undersell him. And he deserves to be part of the conversation. He's an America first patriot. He believes in this country. He believes that there needs to be another 1776 revolution. And I agree with him. Check it out. We want a candidate who's going to actually get in there, shut down the deep state, and speak truth to power. Then vote for the candidate who's going to speak the truth to you. Ask yourself why I'm the only candidate who can tell you certain things, who can make certain commitments. That'll shut down the FBI, not just incrementally reform it. That I'm against the carbon capture pipeline right here in Iowa, using eminent domain, on the basis of a climate change agenda that absolutely is a hoax, I'll say it, because it has nothing to do with the climate that Ronna McDaniel needs to step aside as the failed chairwoman of the RNC, that I'll pardon every peaceful J6 protester and look case by case into every J6 protester to make sure justice is served and I'll pardon every one of them on day one. Ask yourself why. The answer is pretty simple. Special product liability exemptions for vaccine manufacturers. The only candidate who said I will repeal that special protection for the vaccine manufacturers. 
See, I'm not bought and paid for. I'd rather, frankly, speak the truth and lose an election than to win by playing some political snakes and ladders. But I'm making a bet that that's the winning strategy. Here in Iowa, going to full throttle, bunch of events today. We're just getting warmed up. Yeah. So there you go. And, and you know, take him at his word, man, or don't. You know, it, it's your, if you want to, if you want to be willfully ignorant, if you want to, you know, just put your blinders on and if it doesn't spew from the mouth of Trump, ignore it. You know, fine. You do you. I mean, I wouldn't do that. That would not be my choice. I, I prefer to be informed of everything, friend and foe. So I have all the op- information to operate off of and form my opinions and make my decisions with the knowledge of a broad spectrum of information and personalities. And, uh, you know, maybe you prefer just to be ignorant on that stuff and, and just, just follow one man. That's, you know, again, you do you. I'll go ahead and do me. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, she had some things to say here recently, and we're going we're gonna to bounce through those. Of course, the the border is great, the economy is wonderful, and you just keep listening to us repeat that over and over again, and eventually it'll be true, and vote for Biden. Biden has a big problem in the polls. He has a big problem with the elector, you know, people likely to vote, the likely voters, in a huge way. He has a big problem within the black and Hispanic communities. He has a big problem with Gen Z and the younger generation. He's an old, rich, white dude who can't even form a coherent sentence, and even they know it. Even they know it. And when I say they, because someone said that today, who do you mean by they, Dan? Who do you mean by they? They? How about the political establishment? How about the deep state? How about the Democrat Communist Party, the extreme commie Democrats who have hijacked our political system and weaponized the justice system and weaponized the court system to go after their political opponents. How about that's they? How about that say? Karine Jean-Pierre, your favorite press secretary and mine, was out there spewing her... <laughs> Her, her equity BS, her border BS, and her economy BS. And let's take a look at exactly what that was. Check it we out. We need to do that. We need to continue to work together on border security, right? The president, first day in his administration, in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit three years since the president's been in the administration. The first thing that he put forward was a comprehensive immigration law. And that's what he put forward to, to Congress. And that's because he believed that our system was broken. They're talking about the U.S. Citizenship Act, the... Um, what a joke. The USCA, uh, the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021, which was basically just a massive, massive pile of money poured toward moving people into this country faster. It did not secure the border. The entire piece of legislation was written. Well, it was basically a blueprint for the replacement, the great replacement. Again, not a theory. Fact. The they're, they're not even hiding anymore. They're, they're right out there. Their purpose, the great replacement is real. It's happening right now. There is no theory about it anymore, okay? Once again, another so-called conspiracy theory that has played out and is true. And that it had been broken for decades and wanted to take that seriously. But we need we need Republicans in Congress to work with us on that. We appreciate the negotiations that are currently happening in the Senate. It's headed in the right direction. We want to come up with a bipartisan agreement. But we saw what the House passed uh, ending ending of last year. They wanted to take away law enforcement folks uh, who are at the border trying to uh, protect our protect our border. And so that's not what we want to see. We want to f- figure out how we work together. I just talked about the unity agenda. There's a a lot of ways that we can work with Congress instead of them going after the president's family. They should really, truly, truly focus on the American family. Yeah, they should truly, truly focus on the American family instead of the, the Biden crime family, because just don't don't look at the Biden crime family. We don't need to talk to, about them. We don't need to. We don't, 
We don't need to look at that. Nothing to see here, right? In fact, um, yeah. Let me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. Move along. Man, oh man. So, um, what is the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021? Uh, it's in the name, Citizenship Act. It was all about creating pathways for every single illegal alien in the country and every single illegal who wanted to try to get into the country to bring them, give them citizenship in the United States. That was that was the entire purpose of it. Okay? What did it do? The US Citizenship Act of 2021. It provides an 8-year path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. This is I bring this up because they keep and they're going to keep pounding on this throughout the year. 300,000 people came across the border in December, the largest number in history. Okay? And their answer is, eh, you know, it's all good. It's all good. We tried to pass border security back in 2021, and it's the Republicans' fault. Well, this is what they were trying to pass in 2021. All right. Eight-year path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants uh, provides a three-year path to citizenship for DACA recipients, TPS holders, and farm workers. It creates refugee processing centers in Central America. That is code for... Oh, we're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to set up processing centers in Central America where illegals from around the world, over 170 countries, can be processed there and then have a direct path to the United States. So that the way they're going to ease pressure at the border and all these horrible images of People just walking across the fence, walking across the wall. All these caravans of 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 people coming across the border. Terrible imagery, right? So the way they're going to stop that is we'll just, instead of processing them at the U.S. border, we'll process them down in Central America. And then we'll just fly them in the United States. No one will even see them. And then wonder what the hell happened to their communities. Invest in capacity and screening at ports of entry. So more capacity, again, replace the word alien with non-assist. That's important. That's super important. I'm glad that they put that in the legislation, that we must not call them illegal aliens. The word alien must be replaced with non-citizen. Now they're legislating language. They're legislating what you can and cannot say. They're. I mean, are you serious? Yes, they're absolutely serious. They're 100% serious. It should scare the hell out of every single American. Increases the number of immigration judges to reduce the backlog. Provide legal counsel for vulnerable populations such as children. Targets $4 billion to improve security and economic conditions in Central America. Why the fuck are we, what are we, what is this? Central America? <laughs> Lifts English language citizenship requirements so you don't have to, if you're going to come into this country, you don't need to, you don't need to assimilate. You don't need to integrate. You don't need to, you don't need to speak English. Eh, whatever language you want to speak. And we'll print out all, everything in 50 different languages. Revoke current penalties that bar immigration with legal status from re-entering the country for three and ten years and some. Make dreamers eligible for health care. Oh, an in-state tuition. Wonderful. We're going to give them the same benefits as actual citizens. Provide green cards for those advanced STEM degrees and increase diversity visas from 55000 to 80000 Every single thing in that piece of legislation was designed to bring more people into this country faster And to get rid of the the you know the visual the graphics that you see of all these people storming across the board invading this country, it is an invasion. 
enhancements to Survivor. This was also in there. Uh, increase the U visa caps and access to work authorization, preventing removal and limited detention, access to counsel and immigration. Yeah, give them free attorneys. Great. Uh, elimination of one-year filing deadline. So get rid of the deadline. You don't need to file. You know, if you're here, you can just do whatever the hell you want. Uh, work authorizations for asylum seekers. Increased capacity. Again, increased capacity to process asylum seekers. Increase the ability of processing people, illegals. Oh, but we can't call them aliens. They're now non-citizens. Increase the capacity to process non-citizens into this country. If that is not the great replacement, that is the definition of the great replacement. People, understand the moment that we are living in. Understand the moment. Understand how important this is. This year, this year of 2024 will define the future of this country for generations. If you give the extreme commie Democrats, if the American people or somehow allow them to cheat or whatever, give the extreme commie Democrats another four years. This, And I'm an optimist, but if that happens, I have a hard time not thinking, man, we're done. You won't recognize this country by the time they're done with it. If they get another four years without any worry of a reelection, without, if they could just go, they're already ignoring the courts on the student loan bullshit. They're ignoring the every single thing. The Supreme Court rules, they say, oh, we're going to do it anyway. If you think what they're doing now is bad, give them four years without having to worry about a reelection, and we are done. You will not recognize this country by the time they're done with it. And I hate to be so negative and so you know dramatic about it, but I believe it to be true. And the way we stop that is get Donald Trump back into the White House. He will not make the same personnel mistakes he made the first time around. Okay, I think he probably he's not a, he's not a dumb man. I think he learned his mistakes. I think he learned that, wow, a lot of people gave me a lot of bad advice and recommendations, and I'm not going to allow that to happen again. And uh, he knows the game a little bit better. And and, and uh, unfortunately, you know, there is a, a reality to that. There is an aspect to that, you know, that it's a game. You know, you got to play the game a bit. But uh, I think he knows how to beat him at their own game. Give Donald Trump another four years. I believe that he will bring Vivek Ramaswamy into his administration. He may possibly run with him as vice president. And if not that, then bring him in as as the as the 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 the, the hatchet man, the guy who's gonna come in and the the demolition man, if you will and demolish the FBI, demolish the Department of Education, demolish 75% of the bureaucracy. Here you go, Vivek. You are the special czar who's going to get rid of all this stuff. And I don't know why that happened. That was weird. That was not supposed to happen. But uh, let Vivek do his thing, man. And then in 2028, he can run for president. And in 3032, he can get reelected. And we have 12 years to, again, MAI, make America invincible. Seriously, make America invincible. And uh, I'm going to stick on that mantra because I, I believe that it's a good thing. I believe it's true. I can believe it can happen. But some of you people, man, you got you to gotta listen to Vivek and, and listen to what he has to say, okay? So what's going on at the border? Go back to that. Um, the post-millennial, I mean, and they grabbed this information. It's been revealed that agents at the southern border recorded over 300,000 encounters with migrants in December, smashing previous monthly record of 269,000, which was in September. Every month of fiscal year 2024 has thus far outpaced 2023 as the crisis at the southern border shows no sign of letting up. According to Fox News, source familiar with the data collected by Customs and Border Protection confirmed that 302,000 encounters were recorded in December 
Though the numbers have not been released to the public, it could end up being more. But this is what happens. People have a free ticket. They know if they can make it to the southern border, odds are they're not deporting anybody. Very few people. Like 5%. So they've got a 95% chance of getting into the United States, getting five grand, getting a cell phone, getting flown anywhere they want to go, and then sucking off the system and the U.S. tit, taxpayer tit. Well, their court date is set for seven years from now. (laughs) Seven years. Come back in seven years and you'll have your court date on your asylum hearing. People, we cannot afford this. We can't, it's not, this is not sustainable. This is not something we can continue doing. And you can see it all started with Biden. As soon as he came into office, those are the red bars right there. Southern border encounters. Since he came into office, nearly 10 million people have come into this country. And I will call them aliens. I'm not going to call them non-citizens. I will call them what they are. Time Magazine put this out. More than 700,000 immigrants living illegally in California. This is... Send them to California. Governor Abbott, stop stop flying them to New York and Chicago. Start sending them to California because in California, uh, they're going to get free health care starting on Monday. That was yesterday, the first of the year of 2024. Under one of the state's most ambitious coverage expansions in a decade. It's effort that will eventually cost the state about $3.1 billion per year. $3 billion per year to give universal health care. They want to give universal health care to all their residents. Newsom made the commitment uh, when the state had the largest budget surplus in its history. So that's when he said he was going to do this. But the problem is, Right now, California has a $68 billion budget deficit. They are spending more money than they're bringing in. They have a budget, but it's in the negative. And they refuse to cut from it. Instead, they choose to add $3 billion a year to give health benefits to illegals. Even, I mean, this is, this. I mean, a Republican in California, I mean, it's a, it's a rare bird, but they do exist. Uh, regardless of what your position is on this, it doesn't make sense for us to be adding to our deficit, said Republican Senator Roger Nilo. He's the vice chair of the Senate Budget Review Committee. Now, that would make sense. Our households have to operate on a budget. We don't just get to print more money if we want to. But at least we have equity. So look, the president has always, always put... Uh equity at the center of every policy he's put forward, every legislation that he's put forward, because we understand that many communities uh, have been left behind, have been left behind. We're not trying to do the trickle-down economics. Uh, we really, truly are not. What is that? Trickle-down economics have to do with equity. Equity. Yeah, you know, yeah, we know he has equity at the front of it. Uh, he said he was going to have a black female vice president. He did. He hired you. You are the face of the Biden administration's equity, Karine Jean-Pierre. Look at you. You're a black lesbian. <laughs> Liberal. Leftist. I mean, you're a female. You're a person of color and you're a lesbian. You've checked off all the boxes of equity. The only thing you could do is maybe cut off your boobs and 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 <laughs> so on a so on a penis and call yourself a, a, a trans. <laughs> God, these people. They're incredible. But hey, there's more. The two two words, two words that we're, that I'm going to give you that we're going to continue to do as it relates to the economy is continue to lower uh, lower costs, and that has been at the center of. of- they're going to continue to lower costs. Costs overall are 17% higher than when you took office, okay? And they keep talking about the, the 14 million jobs created. No, the actual jobs that have been created, 11 million of those 14 million they keep talking about, those were just people going back to work after COVID shut down, okay? The Biden administration has actually created 3 million jobs. That is the slowest job growth rate Since 2010, the number of actual jobs this administration has created, 3 million, is the slowest rate of job growth since 2010. There 
are fewer Americans working on a percentage basis today than in 2019. The labor participation rate is lower than it was in 2019. Don't believe him. Bidenomics that has been at the center of how the president feels like he needs to move forward. And I'll take a step back for a second. In the last two years, uh, almost three years now, the president has done more, more in the last three years than some presidents had done in two terms, Mika, in two terms. He has done more. I agree with her. And then, so that was on MSNBC, and then she went so over look, to CNN. You know, I want to take a step back for just a moment as we look at 24, and we're in 24, but just a step back. You know, this president has done more in three years than any other president has done in two terms, and that is important here. Let's just take a step back. Let's take a step back to 2019, before the COVID BS. She said she had a script she was reading. She did it on CNN. She did Then she did the same spot on MSNBC. Let's take a step back. Let's take a step back and look at the accomplishments of Biden, shall we? Historic inflation crisis. Uh, Bosch Afghanistan withdrawal. New record high gas prices in all 50 states. Oh, but they've come down, so we cured the problem. No, no. They're still higher than they have been in a long time. They're higher than, certainly higher than they were when Trump was president. Uh, lowest test scores among K-12 through students in a decade. Prolonged supply chain shortages. Strategic petroleum reserves at historic lows. Record personal, record, record personal credit card debt. Over a trillion dollars. More credit card debt than there's ever been. Record homicide rates in, in dozens of major U.S. cities. Return to energy dependence and sky high energy bills. We're dependent on the Middle East and other countries. Countries that hate us, by the way, once again, for our energy needs. Higher vacation rate than any president in history. He spent 40% of his time on vacation because they have to keep him out of sight and out of mind as as much as they can. I'm going to update this number. Uh, This has 7.2 million. It's actually closer to 10 million illegal border crossings made the worst border crisis on record. Weaponization of the federal government against political opponents. So yes, Karine Jean-Pierre, I agree with you. He has accomplished more in three years than any president has done in two terms. To destroy this country. To undermine our democracy, our republic. He's as He's encouraging he could be. He needs to be taken off the ballot. He needs to be impeached. Look, he is allowing an invasion at our southern border. He's aiding and abetting the enemy. We have people from China. CCP spies are coming across the border. You know that terrorists are. They've caught. Think. You know that the, they brag about the number of people on the terrorist watch list they've stopped at the border. And if that's how many they stopped, imagine how many got through. We know that the gotaways count for about thirty percent. So if they captured. 100 people on the terrorist watch list using those Godwin percentage numbers, 30 of 30 terrorists would have gotten through for every 100 that gets caught. How many terrorists does it take to take down the World Trade Centers, the towers? So if we are, we're having tens, dozens, hundreds People are coming across that border from from dozens of countries in the world. Not just Central America or South America. They're coming from everywhere. And some of them don't have good intentions. So we looked at his accomplishments. How about costs? Let's take a look at costs. Wages are down 3.7%. Those are real wages, and that number is still accurate. Yes, they're saying, oh, but wages are now outpacing inflation. That's true. Barely. 
But overall, since he took office, real wages are down 3.7%. Groceries are up 21%. Food away from home is up 20%. So eating out, a lot of people eat out nowadays. Uh, cereal and bakery up 25%. Dairy is up 16.4%. Fruits and vegetables are up 13.5%. Beef is up 22%. Chicken, 24%. Fertilizer, 30.9%. You know why fertilizer is more expensive? Because fuel is more expensive and you have to move that stuff around. In trucks and trains, which consume fuel. The energy prices are behind a lot of these higher prices in food and other commodities because it costs more to move things around now than it used to. It's not price gouging. It's just the reality of business. People aren't going to sell their stuff at a loss just because the government wants them to, unless, unless... You have socialism or communism where the government takes control of the free market and dictates what people can charge. That's, of course, their ultimate game, right? What else do we got here? State of the economy. 84% of Americans are worried about it. They should be. Only 16% are not worried. They're sleeping under rocks. They haven't left mom's basement in a while. And, uh, and it's not getting any better, people. I mean, this is a bad thing. Uh, Biden versus Trump. Inflation, 8.3%. Trump, his highest inflation is 1.4. Gas, 391 to 231. Mortgage rates, 6.5%. People can't afford homes right now. I'm so glad that I got locked into a into a lower mortgage rate. But, you know, people, there's a massive crisis because people can't afford homes. Inflation was 1.4% under Trump. Since Biden, it has risen 17%. So they can they can paint the numbers all they want. They can say how great things are. What the economy looks like to voters, and this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Compared to 2020. And you can see the numbers right there. And the biggest telling number is the 18 to 29-year-olds see it as excellent or good. Only 11%, 89%. These are the Gen Z influencers, you know, the Vicks and the Her- the Victors and the Harrys and the idiots that you see on social media. Biden, cost of home ownership. Average monthly payments of a new home soared $3,300 since Biden took office. Average mortgage used to be $1,746. It's currently $3,300. and that's not all because of rising housing costs or property prices. The majority of that is not the price of the the, uh, property itself, but the price of the money to borrow it. This was Thanksgiving this past year. Ham is up 97%, pie shells 45%, rolls 44%, turkey 41%, potatoes 40%. Look, you get my point. Who does this stuff hurt the most? The rich people don't care. The 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 singer of Green Day, the guy, you know, the 50-year-old uh, has-been that wears eyeliner and tells you that uh, he's not part of the MAGA agenda, he doesn't care. He's got more money than he'll ever spend in his lifetime. You think Biden cares? Do you think a lot of these rhino Republicans care Do you think it's going to impact them? How about these Hollywood people? How about these freaks in Hollywood that think, how about the Taylor Swifts? Matthew McConaughey's. People of that ilk. Do you think they care? No, because it's not going to affect them. Who 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 is affected most by fixed expenses and necessary expenses housing food heat you have to have these things and the cost of all of them has risen dramatically under biden and who is impacted the most well those on fixed income primarily the elderly and disabled and the working poor, and even the middle class. Those who are on the upper crust, 
of society. It doesn't matter. Prices could raise, they could go up tenfold. And they'd be fine. They wouldn't even notice it. But the people who need need relief the most, they, 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 they certainly would, right? But at least we've got equity. This is how out of touch these people are. This, uh, this is a person on, on X. You may or may not be familiar with her, uh, Joe. Uh, Jojo from Jerns. She's she's been on uh, MSNBC and, and a lot of different things. She she posts all the time. She just is a click baiter. She is a master baiter, in fact, or a master click baiter, something like that. So if you hadn't heard, the Supreme Court, the, the or the building in in Denver, Colorado, where the Colorado Supreme Court meets, a guy went in there and shot it up with a gun. Nobody was in there. A lot of property was damaged, but nobody was hurt. He did eventually give himself up. This is what she had to say. The MAGA base is armed to the teeth and perpetually primed by Trump and his his acolytes to commit acts of violence against their enemies. This is the inevitable result. It's also the goal. The problem was that this had nothing to do with the Supreme Court ruling against Trump being off the ballot. Man arrested after holding security guard at gunpoint breaching Colorado Supreme Court building. This was on their local Fox affiliate. The very last paragraph. While this incident follows the state's controversial decision to disqualify former President Donald Trump from the Colorado primary ballot, investigators have confirmed a high probability that this incident is not associated with previous threats to Colorado Supreme Court. You see, the thing was, the thing, the thing was, this guy got in a car accident. The car accident happened to happen outside of this building where the Supreme Court meets. He pulled a gun on the guy he got in an accident with and then fled the scene to escape. He shot out windows in a building. He, he did, had no idea what the building even was. He shot out the windows to get inside of the building and then freaked out and started shooting up a room. Had nothing to do. This was had nothing to do with the fact that they removed Trump from the ballot. He didn't even know what building he was in. But the extreme commie Democrats, they will lie to you. They will create fake narratives in order to rile up their base. And it was complete and utter bullshit. There is one guy I will actually agree with, and I, I hinted on this earlier that they're in deep trouble in the polls. Pretender David Hogg, who pretended he was at the Parkland shooting when he wasn't, and he's been grifting off of it ever since, had this to say. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with this grifter, this POS of a person. This, but, but, but this guy, let me just say this. This guy is not dumb. In fact, he, he's, he's smart. He is dangerously smart. Um, and he's making a lot of money from it. He is, he is completely grifting off of this. Anyway, he said he, he posted this on X. If Biden can't adequately and immediately address the, address the mass drop he has had in the polls with young people, there is no path to victory. Simply wanting it to be different or acting like there is no problem doesn't change the fact we have a major problem. That's coming from an extreme gun-grabbing commie Democrat. And they know they're in trouble. They know these poll numbers do not spell victory. They know that Biden is a loser. Right? Big losing ticket. And, uh, So we'll see where it goes from there. And they want us to trust. This is one one last thing from Karine Jean-Pierre. And then we're going to close up here for the day. But uh, (laughs) this was was her saying, there is no evidence. We heard that about Hunter Biden's laptop too. There is no evidence. Well, there is no evidence. 
that Biden did anything wrong in his family's business dealings. But you said it, Jonathan, there is no evidence. And it's not just coming from Democrats, it's coming from Republicans as well. There's no there there. And it's so unfortunate that Republicans in Congress want to focus on the on, on the president's family instead of the American family. We want to work with them in a bipartisan way to get things done. We just talked about, leading to your question, we just talked about a, a list of things uh, that I discussed, that we discussed, that we really need to work on for the American family. What a load of shit. Yeah. Thanks for uh, piping in there, Clint. I always appreciate it when you have something to say. And it's so true. I mean, they they um, they sit there and will gaslight you and sit there and say, oh, we want to work with Republicans. We want to move on in a bipartisan fashion. Bullshit. No, you don't. You don't. It's, you haven't you haven't done anything bipartisan since you came in, and when you were not in power, you spent the entire time impeaching the president twice for things that were perfectly legal. The perfect phone call, of course, and the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Why do you think we don't trust them? You know, I give D.C. Drano a hard time because of his unfounded and uh, actually ignorant and idiotic statements and position he has on Vivek Ramaswamy, and. Uh, and I still maintain that, you know, he's a dumb shit when it comes to that. But I do follow him still. And he does have, he's spot on with a lot of things. Why wonder why we don't trust the government? 51 former U.S. Intel experts signed a letter saying Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. 700 plus Harvard scholars signed a letter saying they supported Claudine Gay as president before she resigned for serial plagiarism. Nearly every major medical organization said the COVID vaccine was safe and effective. And they wonder now why we don't trust them. They wonder why when they send the justice system after their political opponent that we think they're doing it in goodwill and out of a sense of justice. They wonder why we question authority. Why we And, and the sad thing is and this kind of goes back to, to what I started the show out with regarding Vivek Ramaswamy. They have, our government has destroyed the trust of the American people so much, even conservatives, that when someone comes out speaking truth with integrity as a patriot, that people question them as a snake oil salesman. Now, I'm not saying a healthy dose of questioning authority isn't a good thing it is but when you have when when it's poisoned your mind so much you can't even accept any outside information other than donald trump look that is why they say his supporters are in a cult don't support that narrative please please don't please accept information in fact encourage yourself to gather information from other sources from other people to be open when people speak to what they're saying and then analyze it think about it and come up with your own decisions form your own opinions because the whole the whole you know regurgitation thing it works both ways people on the right are doing it too People on the left do as well. And I'll call balls and strikes on both. And, and I see a lot of people out there that are just not, not thinking things through when it comes to uh when it comes to Vivek and other people out there for that matter. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. It's good to be back. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that we we made it through the year. We'll make it through one more. Anyway, hey, um, if you're just if you're just listening on on uh, one of the podcast channels i'm on all the majors uh please check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report that's where you can watch all my videos and all the information i put out also uh i'm on all the socials at the nun report okay it's right there on your screen at the nun report except for x where i didn't get the and i don't know why it keeps doing that when i when i hit that button it should just come up like that uh at the nun report one of my buttons is broken oh well so you can find me on there. 
or just go to my website, thenenreport.com, man. You can you can click into everything, one stop, one shop. And again, that that somehow that shortcut got shortcut got messed up. I'm gonna have to investigate that. But hey, that's what happens when you are your own creator, your own producer, and your own editor is is things like that uh, pop through. But that's okay. That's okay, man. We can deal with it. Let's see if this one works. I'm going to pop out one more. There we go. Anyway, hey, uh, thanks for watching. And uh, if you're, uh, again, <laughs> man, I, I got off track there with that when that screen messed up. Anyway, um, check out my website, thenenreport.com. You can click into everything, one stop, one shop. Easy peasy, just like that. Anyway, uh, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.